Hello and welcome back to the Game Bet Match, Game Bet Match Podcast. I'm your host, Manny Friedman, along with my co-host. Brad Sloan. Back in the house, baby, for uh, 250s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I shouldn't say 250s. because 250, because there's Davis Cup this week, so there's only one 250. Yeah, but last last year we didn't have a two fifty on Davis Cup week, right? So it's a no. It's last week, like last year, this was a dead week. So I'm 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 happy they got rid of the dead week and at least put something here, even though this tournament is like it's kind of funny because like the only guy who showed up this tournament pretty much is Olga Rune. Well, yeah, I guess, but I, I've had fun watching tennis this week. I, I felt feel like the matches have been pretty good. I don't know. It's been interesting to see different guys, right? There's like a lot yeah. of like you know borderline challenger guys and it's kind of always interesting to see them playing up yeah i don't think it's like terrible from a viewing perspective it's just uh it's just yeah, funny i'd agree i i do have a, a pet peeve about like people saying that february is a dead month on the tennis calendar like i think february is a fantastic month to be i honest. agree but it's like a junkies month <laughs> you know i mean because like Djokovic may not even play the entire month right like yeah that's you know, true. Alcaraz might not might play one tournament this month. You know, actually, Alcaraz might play a little more. But like, you know, there 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 will be some top guys that will play one tournament or nothing this entire month. So like, Dubai, Acapulco, <laughs> Rotterdam. Yeah, but Acapulco, Acapulco doesn't really draw much of a of a, of a field. Like Rotterdam. Rotterdam had a decent field last year. Decent field. Rotterdam should get a decent field. And then, like, uh, I think Alcaraz is going to be a golden swing. He's playing Buenos Aires and uh, Rio. Yeah, right? he did that last year, too. And it just transitions right into Indian Wells and Miami. Like, I feel like there's there's <clears> not <throat> a break. It just kind of, like, flows right in. So, I don't know. I, I personally love February. I think it's, like, one of my favorite months of the year. Well, I think it's great, too, but it's 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 just different. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. not, like, it's just not top guys. It's not It's not really for casuals. Okay, fair enough. But for cashing tickets, it's it's not a bad month. I mean, it's, right? it's a, every every month is a great month if you're cashing tickets. So <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, for me, it's been a decent week so far. I mean, I posted my bets on Twitter. Uh, Kazo losing today was just pain, man, pain. That was that was like a ten unit swing. <clears throat> yeah, I, also- I do feel people are like a little might have been a little overexcited on him though. I don't know. Not, you know what I mean? Like, Fair. I was, I was actually, like, when I was looking at the lines, I was really hoping to get him as a dog versus FAA, and then that didn't happen. Well, if you hit it early, you would have got him at like a plus 110 dog. Okay. I got plus minus 105. I mean, yeah, basically a pick em, right? Plus 110's not bad, but like, it's, I was hoping he'd be like a, a significant dog. You know what I mean? Like a plus 140, plus 150, and that never happened. But to be fair, he was the better player in that match. He 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 was up a break in each of those three sets. Um, no, I, I, I don't disagree. <clears throat> um, okay. I'm not saying it wasn't a good bet anyways. I'm just saying I was really hoping to get him as a dog in that match, just given the difference in like, you know, in ATP ranking and such. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I feel like the, the cat's out of the bag on on Kazoo pretty much already. OK, all right. I like his game, though. I have to say, in terms of an upside perspective, like just from a pure tennis. Yeah, from a yeah, from a yeah, yeah, and and from a tennis perspective, yeah, maybe. But like from a betting market perspective, mm-hmm. I feel I like agree. he's already like, like he's already the hot new thing, and so like it's I don't know. They've adjusted 
really quickly, like even over adjusted, right? Like, like he might be a fade just because of how much the book has kind of bought into the hype. Yeah, or at least most right? of the value's already gone. Like again, like I was hoping. Yeah, I was. <clears throat> it is true. It is true. You do make a good point there. Um, as far as other bets, like from this tournament, what what else? Uh, what else have you? I've had very little. I mean, I I I had a loss on pair, which was awfully sad because I bet pair to beat to win the first set against Murray, and they ended up winning the match, which is just like sad. Because um, like, yeah, I never would have thought pair would have come back from a set down. Yeah, against Murray too. Like that's a really disappointing loss for Murray, but um, and he still might be somebody who's fadeable, Murray. Oh, hundred percent. Murray's been absolutely atrocious in the last six months. And he might be done. He he. I I heard that there was an interview where he said like, "Oh, I, I kind of know where I want to go out," which to me is already hinting that this might be it. Like Wimbledon might be might be the end. But now people have kind of doubted him, and now now they're really throwing shit at him for losing to pair. So he put a Instagram post saying that I'll be back and I'm going to prove these people wrong. And like, like he was kind of def defensive towards that, you know, so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of caught in between. I mean, I, I, yeah, but if I mean, I, I, look, I think it all depends how he does, you know, but if he doesn't start winning some matches soon, his ranking won't even, they won't even let him play. And rightfully so. I mean, he's been so bad. Like he's, He's challenger level right now, if that. I mean, he has no pop on any of his balls. Like, he can't hit through court or through the court. It seems. I mean, there's just no explosion left, right? Like, I know. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, very very disappointing loss for for Murray. Um, yeah, Murray's Murray's one and eight since September. It's bad. Yeah, it's really bad. What's his yeah. one win? Yannick Hoffman in Basel. Okay, whoop de do. And that was like a what, tight three setter? Yeah, now, now to be fair, his losses are Karatsev, Demonor, Sathulin, Etch, Demonor again, Dimitrov, Etch again. So, like, they're not terrible losses. He had, he did win sets in a bunch of those matches. So, could be a little overstated, but I mean, you still got to win matches at some point. I mean, the edge loss at the Australian Open was just... That was, was bad. That was, was bad. lifeless. Yeah, was that was lifeless. bad. No energy, no barking at the box, no nothing. It, it kind of had, like, weird similarities to the Djokovic loss to <clears throat> in a way, like, at a different level, right? But yeah. like, from two all-time greats, it just kind of were two, like, lackluster performances in, in different ways, but... Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that that was that's sad that you hit the set one money line, but it made makes sense, right? Like if you're gonna hit pair in some capacity, like you want it early, you want it like you want to get your money in and out with Benoit pair. Like you don't want to like you don't want to mess around with like taking games or like you know, taking one of the two sets because like it, it you know, like at any time it could just go the bad way. Yeah. Well, I had the set one money line and then I also had the three set line. Just okay. Just for cover, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it makes sense, right? Like, it, honestly, like all kidding aside, if there was a match that Benoit Pair was going to show up for, it was going to be that one. Like, he doesn't get to play much on the tour anymore, right. you know. Um, yeah. 
I hear you. He's a Frenchman. Like, yeah, the French. The French do love their players here. They do. They do. Um, our plays of the day didn't do very well on that second day. Gaston money line against Chapo. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, that was ugly. Blanchett that wasn't a bad play against Barrera plus one eighty. Like like that was a close match. It's just Blanchett just couldn't maintain that level he had in the first set, right? And he couldn't. Yeah, get, he yeah. couldn't convert break points. I think he was like one for nine on break points. So that was kind of disappointing. But like, I don't necessarily regret that play to be honest. I, I think the Blanchett play was okay, and like Chapo is just so hard. I mean, with Gaston, you always know it can go sideways. You know, like yeah, for sure. Well, Gaston, I mean, I, I said, I mean, I think the under was actually the right play in that match. You're probably right, because either no. of those guys could have gone, it could have gone the bad way. Right. Because Chapo could also lose 6-1, 6-1 if he's just spraying every ball. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that was disappointing. Um, <laughs> we talked about Cazo. Um, Gasquet is another guy I kind of wanted to mention. I think he's just a pure fade. Like, he's just totally... Done. No explosion in the legs whatsoever. Yeah, Gasquet looks dead. I agree. He totally looks dead. Like, there were balls that, like, when he was a little bit on the stretch, it wouldn't even reach the net. It would hit the ground before it hit the net. Like, yeah, he yeah. has no explosion in the legs. Not not, not even, like, when he's hitting. Just the, the movement to the ball is just so unexplosive. And, like, Honestly, you were right kind of to stay away just because of how bad Lamas Ruiz has been on hard. Well, so, I, I did actually. I had Lamas Ruiz plus the games. Okay. Okay. Yeah. How, so well, I ended up getting something out of it. It wasn't was it, three and a half or four. I think three and a half. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, for me, that was just a pure fate on Gasquet. Like I didn't. Could I have lost my Lamas bet, which was sad because. Yeah. Yeah. I love like I was getting five and a half. And he got broken at two five That's to lose sad. by six. Sad dude. What was the score today? Seven five six two. And I was, you know, and I and he was serving down two five. Like the last game, I just needed him to hold. Like I just needed like a meaningless hold to get to five three, and then he wasn't gonna break rune anyways. So like it was pretty hopeless. But like, yeah. Brutal. But then, yeah. Brutal. But he's just not good. He's just not that good, Lamas. Like. That's no. the problem. Like he's just not explosive no. enough. Like he's a, he's a challenger level player. I was hoping to get a better line on the two zero for Rune, but it was minus two forty. I'm like, this this sucks. Like I didn't hit anything in that match. I was like, I get it. I get it. Like <laughs> I was I was purely hoping that um, Lamas would you know Rune would be undisciplined. He's going through a coaching change again. Yeah. Like, so I was hoping, like, it would just be a bad match out of uh, Rune, but, yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to lay five and a half or six games with Rune by any means. So, I, you know, yeah. hear what you're saying. Uh, Kaboli is another guy I want to talk about. He's He's been pretty good. Like, he had a decent run at the front, at the Australian Open. And then two good wins against Mofis. Yeah, no, no, he's playing really well to start the year. Really well. He's I think he's, like, eight and one now, and he's got a bunch yeah. of legit wins. Um. He beat, uh, I mean, Monfils is a real win. Yari's a real win. Pavel Kotov had, had really come around the last half of the season. Win. That's a real win. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> yeah. He's yeah. actually a guy to watch, and he's a guy who I think actually might still be a little underrated. 
Because there hasn't been a whole lot of like chatter about him for how well he's done. He's not getting the Kazo treatment. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's doing well, but he's still flying, managing to fly under the radar. So I, I agree. I agree there. I laid the three games with against Lestien today. Like Lestien. I think that was really smart. I I I saw it and I didn't yeah. do it because I was nervous because like three <laughs> games is more than you think. Like Les Shen is a weird player. He could show up and play well for a set. Like Yeah, but if he plays well for a set, he's winning that set six one and your your bet is dead. But if he plays his normal level or bad, he can he'll lose six one. Yeah, you know? I know. That's why it was a dumb set. That's why it was a dumb it was a dumb play. Yeah, I I don't know. I liked it. Um, I also like what I saw from Kaboli against Monfils. I I don't know that that may have been more bad Monfils where he just completely gassed out. Like that was kind of alarming. Um, I I don't know. Monfils <clears throat> might be a fade fade uh this this year. I don't know, man. Like. I have a hard time saying much about Monfils in any direction. I just feel like he's so like, I don't know. He he's a really hard guy to bet. He is, but like, won a close first set seven six against Kaboli, and then just completely gassed out. Like that's not a good sign. I think he lost the last two sets. What two in love? Or three in love? Three in love. Yeah, which is obviously that's bad, right? But like, yeah. <clears throat> you know, like I don't know. I don't know. He, well, last October, he won at 250. And he had several good wins, you know, and that was only three months ago. Like. Okay. Okay. Fair. I mean, Father Time is undefeated. And like, I feel like Father Time is a, is something that's going to hit Monfils. You know, like it might not hit Novak, but it will hit Monfils. You know, yeah, like. I, I hear you. Um, I, I just feel like. He's also the kind of guy who could show up randomly for a match, right? Like, you know, and play well and then, you know, not have it the next week. Like, it's it's just, it's... Yeah. But why wouldn't he show up for this event? This is in his home country. When he's typically like, good indoor on indoor hard, like, that's probably his best surface, to be honest. He's no feats. Like... Fair. <laughs> fair. I mean, he's been a little bit better since he got married and since he matured a little bit, you know, with that, but... You know, he's he's never been like a guy who's like, you know, somebody who you can always count on to show up like. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Uh, with that, let's uh, get into tomorrow's matches. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sounds good, man. Share the screen here. All right, so the first match we got tomorrow is Shevchenko against Bublik. Uh, Bublik had a narrow escape against uh, <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. Like, as I was watching this match, that match, I was like, I just hate both of you. Like, why are you doing this to me? You know, as a Bublik yeah. back, like, it was just so brutal. And that second set tiebreak, I think Bublik had like five set points. He had like an easy volley at the net that he just steered wide for no odd, no apparent reason. And then like, I mean, he was lucky to come up with some good shots, but it, it's just a match you just should stay away from. Just like to save years off your life, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but anyway, uh, the two Kazakhstan uh, guys from Kazakhstan. Well, except they're not. I mean, I don't, neither of them, I think, have actually have any anything related to do with Kazakhstan whatsoever. <laughs> exactly. Like I'm pretty sure they're both Russians. <laughs> Shevchenko <laughs> was Russian, and all of a sudden he uh, he had to change a heart about about Russian history uh, last <laughs> last week. I don't know if it was Putin politics, who knows? But somehow he uh, he had he had a significant change of heart that made him decide to. Uh, but he now wants to to be a man of Kazakhstan. Yeah. Well, the way Shevchenko has been playing this week, I'm sure the Russians are celebrating. Yeah, they probably are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he probably saved his life, man. Bulik <laughs> uh, is a three-game favorite. Uh, Shevchenko is plus 165 on the money line. Over-under is 22 and a half. This this seems like just an ugly match to bet. I I can imagine you're staying away. Honestly, like as much as Shevchenko has been awful this tournament, he barely beat um, who was it Krudik in the first round, and then he barely beat, and then he barely or who did he beat? Who did is it Krudik in the first round? Who did he no. barely beat in the first round? Sversina. Sversina, that's right. Same same. Yeah. It's another clay. clay took rat. a set off Corda and Davis Cup, and I hit a plus two seventy. That's right. Yeah, that's why I got it. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, that was a good bet. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, Svercina. Um, yeah, I mean, as bad as he played against Svercina, and then dropping a set to a, a Barrera who's not playing well. I think I gotta yeah. go Shevchenko money line, man. Like, really, it's a Bublik match, and it's plus one sixty five. Like Bublik against guys outside the top fifty. I think is like nine eleven past fifty two weeks. He just like half of them just doesn't show up, and I feel like I only need Bublik to not show up forty percent of the time. That's reasonable here. Now, as the tournament gets further along, right, and the quarterfinals, semifinals, and uh, finals hit, I feel like the Bublik motivation goes up, right? Like he's better in. Semifinals. I feel like quarters is still in between, kind of right, and it's only the second match he's had. Okay. All right. Like, I feel like if Bublik doesn't try, it's like the first round and he just flames out and loses two and one and that's it. But then if he wins a match, he's like, you know, I feel like something like in his head, he's like, oh, why didn't I just tank the first round match? You know, like if he really wanted to get out of the city, why would he even think about playing the first match? Right, right. So I think the, right. the probability of him tanking or just clowning away a match goes down as he goes gets further into the tournament it goes That's down but like it goes down for sure but i don't know if it ever goes away like no it never goes fully away i it was not i didn't say that <laughs> Bublik clowning is always a chance. Always. <laughs> but when we talk about betting, we're talking about probability. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I... I, I, I Shevchenko's, like... I mean, Shevchenko's been playing terrible the past, you know, bit, too, but he's not, like... I know, admittedly, that's just what I heard, that he played terrible against Spirsina, and I'm just not impressed that he lost to, to Barrere. Mm-hmm. But I didn't actually see either match. I know he was a little bit frustrated with the calls. Like it's the call, the like calls. There's no Hawkeye on the court, on like the side court. Yeah. So now he'll be on the main court. 
I don't know, man. Shevchenko's got enough talent. Like, I think between again, like how much how much I, I just think there's a lot of variability here. And if I can get a money line at plus one sixty five, I fair. think I gotta take it. Like, I don't think it's a ton of value, but I think Shevchenko can get here like forty percent of the time. Slash Bublik can give it away forty percent of the time. Now Bublik doesn't clown and he plays, you know, his like a minus level tennis. Do you hit Shevchenko? Like, is that handicap just based on the chance that he just clowns away? I mean, I, I think if you t- if you told me there was a, that that Bublik was never going to clown, I think it's pretty close to right. Like, if if Bublik is never clowning, I think this is probably the pretty close to the right handicap. Um, maybe okay. Maybe it should be like three and a half if Bublik is never clowning and you're only getting a half game for Bublik clowns. But I don't like, I don't think I need more than like, you know, 15, 20% chance of Bublik clowning to like, to, to buy into Shevchenko here. I mean, like, again, like I, I like, so that my, I guess saying it a different way, like I think Shevchenko could win this without Bublik clowning. Like I think there are paths for oh. Shevchenko to win besides Bublik clowning. Um, I don't agree with that. Like, I think Shevchenko needs to be like playing his a game to, for that to happen. And and he has, he's shown no signs of that. So like for Shevchenko to win this match, I feel like Bublik has to clown to some extent. (laughs) I don't, I don't know if I'm willing to, play a money line based on like that you know based on clowning so you know what i'm i opted to hit the under 22 and a half at minus 115 that's that's my play here okay i don't think like, that's terrible either i like bublik unders to be honest like i understand against Chapo went over but that match only goes over if he gets that m- miracle tie break right yeah like that should have been an under so, because like if Bublik clowns, Shevchenko could win this two and three. But I also think there's a path for Bublik to win this match two and three as well if he just completely. Oh, wins. for sure. For sure. There's, yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. I think that's the second best line is the, um, is the, is the under, but I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll go with the Shevchenko plus 165. It, okay. I don't, th- I mean, I think it's, I don't think there's a ton of value on it. Like if it was 140, I wouldn't take it. Mm-hmm. But I think at 165, there's probably just enough to shave out enough to, to bet it. Okay. All right. Fun match though. Hey, Bovada got the flags wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I also have to give Bovada props for still showing the Russian flag. Because almost yeah, everybody else in the world good. has given up on that, but but they're still <laughs> they still recognize that Russia's a country. Uh, uh Borat wouldn't be pleased. <laughs> yeah, there'd be a lot. Of, yeah, there could be some frustration here. <laughs> All right. Uh, next match is Harold Mayo against uh, Felix Ojeel Yassim. Uh, that's a pretty quick turnaround for for FAA, who uh, played a long three setter, and I think that finished at like ten or ten ten or ten thirty in the evening, and then he has to yeah, and they got him up in the night. afternoon, right? Yeah. yeah, it's a pretty pretty quick turnaround. Uh, yeah. 
Mayo's a four-game dog, plus 260 on the money line, over under 22. Um, I think I'm going to have to hit a pro Mayo line just because of that, to be honest. Yeah, I really like the over 22 games here. Okay. Uh, FA has not won a straight set match yet this year. Interesting. Okay, that's a good stat. Um. But I do think, I mean, I do think FA is, is by far the better player. I just think this line is a little bit long. Mm-hmm. Rank 22. I mean, I, I generally like FA as an over guy. Um, if he's not playing, like, great competition. And I would put Mayo in, like, the not great competition category. Great. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I like I like the idea of getting, uh, getting FA here. Do you prefer the over 22 or the plus four? The over 22. You really think he could like put him away easily in the third? Like if it gets there? I mean, he did it to Grenier in Australia. Hugo G. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know if that honestly makes too much of a difference. I guess saying it the other way too, like how often does Mayo win this in straights? But I feel like, oh, uh, you know, uh, FA could win this four and four, and then you at least push there. Or it could be like six and four. Well, six and four would get you there, right? Right. Well, yeah, it would get you on the 22. That's true as well. Yeah, probably the 22 is better. I agree. Yeah. I'm actually thinking of hitting the Mayo money line or at least a set one money line at plus 190. That's probably more enticing just because I don't think Mayo can maintain such a high level and FAA off that tough match today might come out sluggish. Like, FAA is not the quickest starter by any any stretch of the imagination. Like, of those matches that he's played, how many times has he lost the first set? Um, Actually, every time he's won the series, he, every time he's won this year so far in his five matches, the person to win the first set's won the match every time. So, Oh, so he's won the first set every time? Well, no, no. In the three matches oh. that he's won, the twice then when he lost to Medvedev, he got blown off the court. And when he lost to Altmaier, he got beaten straights. But yeah, I don't know. For the most part, for the most part, FAA has been hasn't had too many matches that have been uh, where he's where either guys come back from a set down. Um, actually, the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve, fourteen. The last 19 FA matches, the winner, winner of the first sets won the match. Interesting. Okay. For me, I'm all over the, the over 22 games here, I think. Um, I don't know if that trend has something to do with FA matches or it's like just coincidence. Like I think it's probably more coincidence, but I don't think the opposite. I mean, I don't think looking at a Mayo first set money line is terrible. Um, I just don't know that like it would just be because it's 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 like a shorter time period. You know what I mean? So you don't need him to play as well for as long. 
But I don't know if he comes out sluggish is any more viable than like, like I don't think the chances of Mayo winning the first set are any higher than winning the second set. Okay. But I think Mayo to win a set could be a play here too. Hmm, what's that price? It's probably close to minus one ten. But that's similar to hitting the over twenty two. Yeah. I'm going to go full unit on the over 22, and I'm going to go, like, I'll probably do a full unit on the plus 190. The first. Yeah, I don't think it's terrible. I, I, I'm i very pro-Mayo in this match. Okay. We can make over 22 a GBM play. Cool. I like it. I like it. Yeah. yeah. All right, next match is Holger. Oh, and another, another nice note. Um, yep. FA has not won a match. Uh his five matches this year, none of his three wins. He beat Team Grenier and Cizzo, and none of those matches, uh, none of those matches were straight sets. Okay. So, yeah, I think that. <clears throat> yeah. I just think it's also a really quick turnaround for FAA. Like I, that's part of the handicap here for me. Yeah, for me too. Um. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, moving on to Holger Rune against Michael Moe. Uh, Rune is a four-and-a-half game favorite, minus 600 on the money line. Moe is plus 425, <clears throat> over-under of 21 here. Um, I think this is a really bad matchup for Moe, to be honest. Yeah. I don't see what Mo can do to hurt Rune per se. Yep. Yep. Um, like Mo played against Bonsai, who's been a shell of himself, who's been terrible since his injury. Um, also just doesn't have the weapons to hit through Mo. Um, and then Mo played Alexander Muller, who had the same problem, right? Like Mo is a good athlete who runs well laterally. Actually moves well in general, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's and he competes well. Like yeah. Mo's Mo's like a fun. He's a fun player to watch. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't I mean he has nothing to hurt Rune with. Yeah, there's nothing there. So, like, the only way Rune loses his match is if he beats himself, which could happen. It could, but I think I'm gonna lay the four and a half here. So I, I echo everything you said, but Mo, but Mo does compete. I, I'm not playing this one. Um, I think this line is basically perfect. This is this is the exact line that I. This is exactly how I would cap it. Four and a half this is the exact spread. Um, because I agree. Like I think this is a bad matchup for Mo, but four and a half is a lot of games. It is, but like you saw when when Rune just outclasses a player, like he can win a six two set, like he did against Lamas today. You know, but Mo is a way better athlete than Lamas. Fair. Okay, but I agree with you. I mean, like like Rune could win this going away. I just like I think he could win it. You know, the problem is if he goes through a bad a bad stretch, Mo could easily cover the four and a half. If he doesn't, you're probably right. Unless, unless if Rune plays well the whole match, he probably does cover four and a half. But mm -hmm. yeah, I think this is like the perfect line. 
And it's tough because like there's really no other way to play this except to play this. Like you can either like the only two ways to play this are to go the under 12 and a half or to lay the four and a half games. Under 12 and a half is interesting at minus 105. I don't like that. Yeah, six something, six something. Or play the <clears throat> minus one and a half sets as a parlay piece. Yeah, but oh man, Rune's nothing to really parlay it with. Yeah. You know what? I like the rune under 12 and a half at minus 105. Yeah, that's that's what I'm gonna hit. I prefer that than the four and a half. That's a lot of games and it's slightly juiced as well. Yeah. So that's how I'm gonna play that. <laughs> All right, last match is Borna Koric against uh, Flavio Caboli. Uh, Koric is a two-and-a-half game favorite, minus 170 on the money line. Caboli is plus 140 on the money line, over under 22-and-a-half here. Um, I really like the Caboli money line. Yeah, me too. Me too. Okay. Is that GVM worthy? Yeah, it's it's close. Like, Because I, I do think Koric should be the favorite here. Um, but, but 140 is a pretty good price, but yeah. I don't, I don't think this is like amazing. Like, I, I think love it was like, Borna Korich. what? I love fading Borna Korich. Yeah. I faded him against Pedro Martinez, which was a serious mistake, but like Caboli is way better than <laughs> Pedro Martinez. Yeah. But like, I think this should probably be in like the. One four like plus one forty minus one fifteen range. Okay. So you're getting some value at plus one forty, but I don't think it's amazing. So not GBM worthy. No, we can make it GBM worthy. We we haven't played a whole lot of GBM in a while, but like, I, I just don't think it's like, like I don't think Kabuli should be the favorite. Do you? No, I, I'm kind of in the realm that you are. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at, I want to see what Korch has lost to recently. I know he lost to Leandro Wrighty in um, the Belgian Challenger last week. Uh, and he lost to TFO with the Australian. Yeah. <laughs> Which actually is not a great loss considering how bad Tiafo's been. Yeah. He beat Greek Spore in the United Cup. Greek Spore actually might be a guy to fade right now. He's been terrible. Well, he did okay at the Australian Open, right? He just had. Yeah, he came back and beat Safiulin. That's not. Yeah, come okay. from behind wins. That's true. Um, Lost to Rude easily. And then he was injured for three months. So he's just kind of getting back into it. But he struggled in that challenger. Like lost yeah. to Alves, lost a set to Majorak, nearly lost a set to Shelby, and then um beat Abdullah. five and six. I mean, that's not a convincing run by any by any stretch. No, it's not. Like these are guys he should be beating easily, especially if he's a Masters one thousand champion. Completely agreed. You know, so and Kaboli, you mentioned before, he's had a lot of impressive wins. So, like, yeah, I think Kaboli should be, like, plus 110. 
you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like 30 cents off. I think that's... But I, I might hedge with the over here, 22 and a half, like... Yeah, I think I think that's a decent. I think the over's a decent. I think the over's a better look here than the under. What's that three set line? That's good too. Plus one thirty five on the three set line. I like that. Yeah. I'm gonna hit both of them. Okay. So. All right. So Kaboli money line and the over 22 games in Mayo FAA are going to be our GBM plays. Yeah, tomorrow. those are the GBM plays today for sure. Nice, nice. I'm also going to play the Rune under 12 and a half against Mo, and uh, I'm going to play the under 22 and a half in the Shevchenko Bublik. You're playing the Shevchenko. I'm money playing line. the Shevchenko money line. It's going to be brutal. It's only one unit though. It's not something I want to go heavy on, but I yeah, yeah I just oh man, as a pure price play. Well, you yeah. also have Shevchenko futures, right? I do. Which I'm not loving. Like, I'm certainly not loving my Shevchenko futures right now. Like, I'm amazed I got him to the quarters. Like, and I'm actually not that unhappy to be up against Bublik just because, like, you know, like, he may not need to play that well to be Bublik. There's a small chance, you know, Bublik. I'm not saying he will, but there's a there's a small chance Bublik spots him on. And yeah. then, hey, if he does, then you're in the semis. And, like, honestly, that whole bottom half is pretty weak. Like, the other quarter down there is Mayo and FAA. Like... I have the bottom half to win the tournament at at uh, plus one hundred. I mean, honestly, Rune should stomp all these guys. Like Rune should not. Rune should win this tournament at this point. There's no like Good. none of these guys. Well, so I I have I had Kazo, Bublik, and the bottom half to win, and then I just like said, you know what, I need a hedge, so I just played Rune at plus two fifty to win the title as well. And put two yeah. on it just as a hedge because, like, I don't see anyone in the top half that should get get him in the final, or should beat him before the final, right? Kaboli could, yeah, <laughs> if he plays really well, yeah. But uh, but, but yeah, I mean, Bublik, Shevchenko, and FAA could potentially win the tournament. Like, I just thought that there were more guys. In the bottom half, that could potentially win. That was my my reason. I agree. No, I mean, I I don't think the logic was bad coming in. Yeah, and I still don't think it's bad. Like, look, like, yeah. you know, like the further, I mean, I agree. Like, if you get Bublik into the semis, that's that's pretty good. I like, and and, I, and like Bublik did win here two years ago. Like, it's not a terrible look. It's just, man, I, I just I don't know if I ever want to back Bublik to win a tournament yeah. at anything that's less than double digits. I agree. I, I hear what you're saying. If we look like, at updated futures here, Rune is plus 150, FAA plus 300, Bublik plus 450, Korch plus 650, Shevchenko 9 to 1, Kaboli 12 to 1, Mayo 25 to 1, Mo 25 to 1. Yeah, I don't think anything there's particularly interesting. No. Yeah. Like the, you know, like, like, yeah. Cause like, I think you can do better rolling over on Great. Shevchenko and, and Saboli or Kaboli. And then, um, May when MO don't have the game to win, they're not going to win three matches in a row at this no. point. Courage could, I mean, Courage always could, but I just don't love it. Um, 
Rune 150 is not getting anything. And then like Bublik 450 asked me to show up three times. And I, I, st- I still don't believe in FAA. So <laughs> I, I literally can cross out the entire board. Like fair. Because Saboli would be a good rollover guy, though, I think. Like I like like <laughs> Saboli at 12 to 1 is not a bad look. I, I just prefer a rollover with him. Rude. I think you'll get a better price. Well, you would have to play well, you'd have to play Rune. So he's gonna be big dog, right? Yeah, well, I'm missing you. You would think he would be at least two to one against Rune. I, I think he'll be something like, you know, two to one against Rune, two to no, one I dog. Think he's going to be more like three to one. Well, I'm saying plus 200. So, but yeah, either way, like if he's, if he's a 2.4 and then you roll that over as a three, that's 2.4 times three is 7.2. And then I doubt he's a favorite if he makes the final. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree with you. And then FAA I don't want to back either because, like, didn't he, like, throw up in the middle of that he match? He did, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I know we, we also had that work with Sinner, right? Like, with Sinner, that throw yeah. up was, was a good thing. But, I mean, I don't, I don't trust him either. So, yeah. Um... Besides Montpellier, anything in the Davis Cup board that sticks out to you? Um, I still got to look at these and look at like, and then like the biggest thing here is you got to look at like home, who's at home, what are the surfaces? Like it's, there's so much to study here, but I mean, at first glance, Watanuki at, at minus 115 over Hassan okay. or maybe the over 25, but see, maybe the over 22 and a half there at plus 105 is pretty interesting. I um, the money line. I think that ties in Japan. Let's see. Um, wow, is that a is that a, a world group tie? Yeah, it's a world group tie. Damn. <clears throat> no, it's in Egypt. Okay, so they're away. That's a lot less exciting. Wait, but, is it Egypt? How is yeah. it in Egypt? Maybe they have some... Oh, it's it's probably because of the Israeli conflict. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. But... I think that makes the over 22 and a half more, like, even more enticing. The fact that it's, like, not at home. But, like, Watanuki's the better player, Right. Yeah, I'm a lot less excited to back Watanuki. I'd have to see how he's done in like that area and in, in his career. I, I'm a lot less excited now after ever looking at that. What surface is it? Oh, it's red clay. Yeah, that's really yeah. not exciting. All right, I'm I'm cashing out. <laughs> I'm not I'm not hitting that. No way. Um. Greek Sport Huesler, I'm on the um, over 22 and a half there at minus 120. Is that on an, an I'm, I'm assuming that's on an indoor hard court somewhere? Uh, let's <clears throat> see. It's in Netherlands and it's on a indoor hard. Yep. A pro flex indoor hard court in the Netherlands. That just seems like an overmatch to me, like with big serving and just like poor returning. Like yeah, I get you. I get you. It's probably not a bad play. 
I don't. I don't. I don't uh, Hughes has been pretty bad lately, hasn't he? He's stepped it up a little bit. He hasn't been terrible this year. Um. I mean, losing to Pericard in the Australian Open qualities isn't great, but like Hong Kong, he had three wins against Sho, Vertinen, and Sachko, and then lost to Feast five and five. It's not a terrible run. Been okay. <clears throat> Nowhere near where he was a year ago, though. No, he's he's been eh, but like just seeing him win a couple matches is like better than what I'm used to. Yeah. <clears throat> But I don't know. Greekspor is just a bad returner in general, right? Like, good player, but poor returner. I know. So, um, Ketchmanov declined. That was interesting. I wanted to hit something there, but I didn't know what. Uh, where is that match? It's in Serbia on an indoor clay court. That actually makes me want to back Kachmanovic. I would like, tend to agree. I think Klein is slightly being overrated just because of that Zverev match. And I actually think it's a good time to fade him. In a way. No? Yeah, probably. Probably on, a, on, a, on an indoor clay, I would think so. Yeah, I feel like Kachmanovic so. can be trusted more in like a team environment where he has like someone to back him or like someone to get behind him. <laughs> I, I gotta see. I don't know. I don't know how Kyle Kachmanovic has done in his career in Davis Cup. I'm not I'm not sure. It's a good question. He beat Draper. I mean, last year he played well in the Davis Cup finals. Yeah, maybe then it's not a it's, it's, it may not be a bad play. Who's at home? Serbia. Serbia, yeah. Who's the other singles player? Is, is it Jere? Ooh, yeah. what is the what is the, what is the tie here? The what? What are the uh, what are the odds on the tie here? Oh, the tie. Like, oh, oh, like the uh, the teams, yeah. Plus 200 for Slovakia, minus 275 for Serbia. Okay. It's probably well set. Wait, but live, they, I guess Jerry's not playing. Wow, interesting. Yeah, but like, do you trust Molchan? I don't know. There's something to look at. On the road, I don't know. VDZ and Righty? Um, I like VDZ minus one. Like I think Raidi is also getting over slightly overvalued from that challenger win last last week against Korch. Yeah, that that makes sense. Like I think that makes sense. BDZ typically plays better in Davis Cup. Yeah, yeah, and they didn't win the Davis Cup, so like they should be, they, you know, they should be like, you know, and they they have a decent squad. Like you would think they'd be excited to come back and try again. But VDZ's had some good wins in Davis Cup recently. That's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. I, 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 I that, that's a match I like. I kind of like that minus 130 against Righty for VDZ. Yeah. The only problem is he hasn't played since Australia, right? 
VDZ? Yeah. Mm, you might be right. I still think I'd back it, but it's just something to consider. Yeah, he hasn't played, yeah, since be losing to a center. I'll probably still hit it, but it's something to consider. Mm -hmm. Oh, I like the Fushevik Struf over 23. Uh, what, what, uh, what is the match? Where, where's, where's um, the match? That is in Hungary <clears throat> on a indoor hard court. Seems pretty good. This is a really interesting tie. It is an interesting tie. Marjan Kopfer and then Fushevik Struf, like, That is a very interesting tie. Who would you back in this tie? The thing is, the Germans have a better Davis uh, doubles team. <laughs> yeah, it's probably the Germans are a slight favorite, but because of the doubles, but I think Hungary is the better singles. Yeah, you're probably right. What are the odds on this tie? Wow, it's very close. Hungary plus 105, Germany minus 135. I, I like Hungary at plus 105. I'm going to hit that. With the better singles players and they're at home. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I get it. It's, it's, uh, it's tough though. It's, it's, I think it's close because like, because in this uh, ver this week of Davis Cup, they play the reverse singles, right? They do, yes. Yes, I love this that. is yes. Love that. It was four yeah. singles and one doubles. Yeah, I like that. I'm going to go there. Hit the hungry plus 105. Um, and Borges. You like the Borges minus one? Uh, what is this match on again? Where is this match? It's in Finland. I'm probably on Burtonen then. Burtonen. <laughs> I got to imagine it's a quicker indoor hardcore, given it's yeah. him and Musagori yep. against Borges and Sousa. And, I mean, like, this, like Burtonen does actually have a pretty good serve. He does play pretty well on indoor hardcourts. But Burtonen's been bad. He's had a lot of alarming losses so far. Um, I mean, what losses have it been? I mean, he, he gets... If he's not on indoor hardcore, he's a lot of alarming losses in general. Mestrelli, four and one. What was that? An outdoor? That was yeah, outdoor hard and tenny free. Ten of five. I mean, like, again, like I mean, Vernon can Bob, lost really to Baba Sori at first round of Australian Open. Qual again, it's an outdoor right. match, like. Like no, I mean I, I think like uh, like indoors in his home country, I actually think it's a spot to back Burton. And I think that's like it's it's I think it's why the line is is like I think it's like it's I actually probably would back for back Burton and just because of that. Yeah, he went three and zero in Davis Cup finals last year in indoor hard. Beat VDZ, Prismic, and Mackey McDonald. Yeah, and then in the quarters and semis, he beat Diallo and lost to Poppy. Yeah, but Poppy was. Fairly close. Well, six and two. I mean, the point is that's four and one, right? Like that's 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 four and one against tour level 
at least four of those opponents were tour level opponents. Yeah, but then like the indoor swing, it's not like he played that well. Like in Stockholm, he beat Zumer in seven, six, and a third and lost to Pavel Kotov. I mean, he's not, like, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that like Gertman's a tour level player. I'm just saying like he's probably somewhere between 100. I mean, look, it all depends on how much you believe in Nuno Borges. If you, if you really think that Borges is like top 70 in the world, then you should probably back him. I, I, I'm not there yet on Nuno. I'm staying away from that match. I, I'm actually leaning actually under twenty three in a way. That's a high total for those two guys. Like, why isn't that the standard twenty two and a half? Because Burton has a good serve, and he's not really a very good returner. Like, Burton should be more of an over guy in general. He also has a really cool YouTube video of him acing random uh, random Finnish citizens. Really? Yeah. Like, there's there's some challenge where, like, they have a, it's a YouTube video, and they have, like, four challenges. The first is, like, returning a dink serve. The second is maybe, like, a 50-mile-an-hour serve from, like, a like a random dude. Then they bring out, like, a, like a tennis instructor, and he hits, like, a, a halfway decent serve. And the last challenge is uh, Otto Burton and he just like aces like like anybody who makes it to the to, against up against Otto just gets aced. Like you see how good ATP servers are. It's kind of cool. <laughs> That's funny. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Um, should I back my guy Krutik again against Eubanks? That's so tempting, man. <laughs> Krutik to win a set is plus one twenty. That's so tempting. How many games do you get? Can you get games? There's no game spread out yet. Oh. It's in Ukraine on a quick a card court. I, I, I don't hate it. You get two shots at it. You should get two true shots. Um, It's not in Ukraine, right? Isn't it in like it, Lithuania yeah, no, or something? It's, it's in Ukraine. Oh, no, it's not. Yeah, you're right. It, it's yeah. not in Ukraine, but it's in, it's in Vilnius, Lithuania. Yeah. So it's in that part of the world, but yeah, I mean, I feel like since I was so lucky to cash the one against uh, Corda, like I feel like it's not going to happen again. Who uh, did Eubanks win? Yes, did Eubanks win? Yeah, yeah, he won convincingly, three and three. Oh, you know what? I would be afraid of this one. I wouldn't. I, I, isn't tomorrow the doubles anyways for this? Because yeah. isn't it two zero US? Right. Oh yeah, good point. So I would see what happens in the doubles first, because that might end up being a dead rubber anyways. No, I think they play the doubles and the reverse singles in the same day because it's not best of five. Oh, you're right. You're right. I think you're right. right? Yeah. So they're just like two-day ties, yeah. But it still could end up being a dead rubber if the doubles goes. And then right. I, I don't know. I, I guess that's probably good for Krudik. Like, I guess that's probably good for your Krudik but... yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of where it ends, right? Because of the reverse. Oh, I like Chan Hong plus one hundred five against Pospisil. Pospisil seems pretty good. God awful. He lost, and that's at home, right? Hong, I, th I think, I think Korea's at home. Korea, no, they're in Canada. Uh, 
I'm I don't stuck. know how good Hong is outside of Asia. I'm I'm on a, I'm on a pure Pospisil fade though. Okay. Not awful. I'm I'm hitting that man. I'm gonna hit that one. And it's Diallo against Quan. I might have to hit the Koreans here. What is Korea to win the tie? Plus one thirty. Who is the Devils team for Canada? Delarno and Pospisil. That's probably they probably have an advantage in the dubs. Probably. It's tough, man. Like again, like the, I, I, it depends how much the home court matters. I feel like the home court probably matters there. The thing <laughs> is, I don't think you could lie bet the tie, right? Like you can't bet the tie. No, the the no. Tie. That's unfortunate, but oh, remember the uh, the Great Britain uh, Columbia tie last year? Oh, that was fantastic. <laughs> that was absolutely fantastic. I think that was one of our uh, your favorite, uh, like. Oh, that was fantastic! That was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> With that crowd singing in between every point. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Yeah, the crowd features. was going nuts. The court was terrible. Yeah. Like the ball was like bouncing like 100, like 90 degrees the wrong way. Like Evans was flipping shit. Like it was, it was fantastic. I think mean, Evans actually lost. He lost to Mejia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. And then I think Nori lost a set to someone, some some like random dude. Gomez. I think Emilio Gomez maybe. Emilio somebody. Gomez. Yeah. Yeah, that was amazing. That was amazing. I hope oh, we get man. like more of that this weekend. Well, that, that's why I'm a little disappointed because it looks like most of the matches are in like Europe, which is okay. But usually it's like it's the South Americans are the best, man. Those guys are nuts on those insane clay courts. Yeah, there's one in Argentina, Argentina against Kazakhstan. But like you got the two primary Who's playing for Kazakhstan. Uh, Yevsiev, Skatov. Oh, so the problem is Argentina's going to be a massive favorites. If those guys actually play, Argentina's going to be massive favorites. Because Bublik didn't, the, 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 the two best players for Kazakhstan didn't show up. Bublik and, and uh, Shevchenko, what are they doing? I know. And Kukushkin, I think, is playing a challenger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is hilarious. So Chile is playing Peru. This is probably the tie to watch. Oh, yeah. They're, they're playing it on outdoor hardcore. <laughs> on what? <laughs> they're playing on it on art outdoor hardcore. Asphalt. 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 Yeah. It's probably because Chile was like, I know we suck on hard, but we don't suck as much as you on hard. You know? Well, they're up against Varius. That's why. Right. <coughs> <laughs> I mean, Chile should win this pretty easily, but this would I have mean, been, yeah. This would have been more fun if this tie was in Peru. For sure. Right, sure. because then that crowd would be going nuts, and it's yeah, like, for at least sure, they have to deal with the home crowd. But yeah, for sure, I think that's it. In uh, what about World Group? Oh, you got Colombia and Luxembourg. Is Stan? Is Tsitsipas playing for Greece? 
I feel like Sitsipas loves to play these meaningless, these ties that they just destroy. Yep. Yes! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> of course he is. He wants to su- get get two wins. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, Pakistan plays India. Oh, That's cool. That is cool. Ramkumar Ramathon. That is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I mean, Pakistan has nobody. They have some doubles, but they have nobody for yeah. singles. But it still is cool. Is Dimitra playing? No. no. Oh, I think Huey's playing for Poland against he Uzbekistan. <laughs> he is against Uzbekistan. Against Sergei Fomin, Sergey Fomin. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, well, all right, Davis Cup qualifiers. We get the home and away ties, so that it's going to be fun. Yeah, week. the one week away of the year that I love, that I love Davis Cup. We'll definitely be watching some over the weekend. Nice, nice. And then next week we got three two fifties, right? We got um, Cordoba, Golden Swing, Cordoba, Dallas, and mm. I want to say another French indoor hard, maybe Marseille. Marseille, Marseille. Okay. Then we got Rotterdam, Buenos Aires, and Delray <clears throat> Beach. The 500 series starts. And then we got Rio, Doha, and Los Cabos. And then we got one of my favorite weeks of the year, Acapulco, Dubai, and Santiago. That's that's the greatest week because it's like literally 20. Not really, though, because the problem is like, like they don't start Acapulco until late. Yeah, but Santiago is more midday, right? Because there's a time difference. So yeah, like, it's like from five a.m. to like two p.m., and then that's when Santiago starts. Then Santiago. I mean, Delray Beach, Delray Beach, Buenos Aires, Marseille will be pretty good too. Or no, Delray Beach. Uh, what's Buenos the what's Aires the and Rotterdam? Week? That's a pretty good week, but like you don't get tennis like in the middle of the night like you do in Acapulco. Sure. You know, Acap- Acapulco, you get tennis from like nine p.m. to like four a.m. You do. That's, that's true. like 5 a.m. Dubai starts again. That's true. That's true. Right? So that's like true. That's between, between Dubai and Acapulco, they cover like the entire day. It's kind of fantastic. It's amazing. And then Santiago is just like that, you know, sprinkle of 250 golden swing coverage. In the Which middle. is amazing. The golden swing is fantastic, man. Like you're right. Like, like if you're a junkie like us, February is an amazing month. Amazing. Amazing. All right. Well, that does it for our pod. Um, so we'll be back um, definitely this weekend at some point to preview uh, the three tournaments next week, right? For sure, for sure. Yeah, it'll be a, that'll be a that'll probably be back to our marathon pods because there'll be a lot to yes. preview for one, again yes. for once. Awesome. All right, everyone. All right, Manny. Good night. Peace. Yep, end of our okay. bye week. So I'll see you uh, over the weekend. See ya.